Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler of rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Hey for everybody. Good morning, USA. You have the drop? Yo, 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 well, what's up? It's Angela Yee. You just heard Charlemagne. Envy is still on vacation. I don't know what he's doing, but he's back in tomorrow. I am in Washington, D.C. I actually was out here for the National Association of Broadcasters. Uh, they have this event that they do every year where they celebrate the Service to America Awards. And this is for different people in different markets, 
who are doing positive things to help people and help community. So it was really inspiring. Uh, the award that I gave out was to a station, and this was really um, something that that was emotional because you see the help and the things that happen that these broadcasters on television and on radio do in the community. And I think that's one of the most important things. And so this is for uh, adopting children. And um, yeah, it was a great event. And by the way, I know Charlemagne is trying to connect right now and he should be on in the next break um, once he can hear us. But Patti LaBelle was there and she was getting her award and so she had some things that she wanted me to to let Charlemagne know. So as soon as he connects, we will publicly let him know what Patty had to say about him. But yes, today is, oh, today's Wednesday, right? All right, today is hump day, Wednesday. You know, sometimes you're running around and you forget what day it is. But hump yes, we are going to get, there we go. But we are going to get this show started with front page news. I've been consciously trying to find some good things. But I think one of the most important things that we'll talk about right now is gun control. Now, some states have passed some uh, some gun control laws, but not everybody has done it. And we'll tell you uh, what these new regulations are when it comes to gun control. All right. So coming up, we got front page news. And we'll talk about the purchase age for semi-automatic rifles on The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today. Good morning. What's happening? We got the technical difficulties out the way. Now it's time to start the damn show. Even though Angela Yee already started the show. It's time for play, front page news, right, Yee? Yes, indeed. And I also want to mention that Amanda Seals will be joining us this morning. The big Seals will All be right. here. All right. Now, seven states have raised the purchase age for semi-automatic rifles. And advocates want Congress to force all the states to do that so it'll be on a federal level so increasing the minimum age to 21 nationwide that could have a major impact on firearm purchases but once again that proposal does have long odds of being included in any bipartisan deal now did you know so as far as the seven states california florida hawaii illinois vermont washington and new york they have enacted laws that raise the buying age to 21 for a class of firearms that include shotguns rifles and semi-automatic rifles and um, that a lot of that was in response to mass shootings in which young men use the weapons. But did you know that if you could buy a handgun, you'd be 21 on a federal level. But uh, for these type of uh, firearms, you only have to be 18. That, right? that makes so zero that sense. I didn't I didn't know that. Right. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense why that is like that, because they do say that people age 18 to 24 have just disproportionately higher rates of mental illness and propensity to commit violent acts. But they say it's an outdated assumption. They say that most gun violence was perpetrated by people using handguns and that rifles were used only for hunting. So that's, that's why true. it's been like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, it probably is true on a, 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 a larger, a larger scale. Like, yes, the majority of people probably do use those weapons for, for rifles because, you know, the mass shootings, I, I guess, don't happen as much as people hunt. But that's still silly logic to me. Yes. So, you know, something has to be done. And Matthew McConaughey actually met with Joe Biden. He was in the White House briefing room and he spoke. He's from Uvalde, Texas. And so he was there after a terrible tragedy that happened there. And here's what he had to say as he spoke at the White House. We're asking you and I'm asking you, will you please ask yourselves, can both sides rise above? 
Can both sides see beyond the political problem at hand and admit that we have a life preservation problem on our hands? So we got a chance right now to reach for and to grasp a higher ground above our political affiliations. A chance to make a choice that does more than protect your party. A chance to make a choice that protects our country now and for the next generation. We've got to take a sober, humble, and honest look in the mirror and rebrand re ourselves based on what we truly value and honor our immortal obligations instead of our party affiliations. Enough with the counterpunching. I'm glad you said that he was uh, from Uvalde, Texas, because I was wondering what the correlation was. Because when I saw that yesterday, I was like, who cares what Matthew McConaughey got to say at a time like this? But I guess it makes sense since America is obsessed with celebrities. So whoever can get through to people, I guess. Yeah, and he's from there, and he had some good points. He talked about responsible gun ownership, right, mm -hmm. and raising the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle. At least you can raise that minimum age to 21. He said we need a waiting period for those rifles. We need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. And it's reasonable. It's not saying that you don't have the right to bear arms, but you want to do that responsibly, as, as responsibly as possible. Yeah, I just I feel like they should just ban automatic assault rifles. Period, like a straight ban. Like I'm I'm the pro average gun. Person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the average civilian, like I'm I'm pro gun, but I'm also pro gun control. And it it sounds cliche, but it's true. Like no civilian should own an AR-15 or any other automatic assault rifle. That's why those police officers pulled up to that school, and that's why they, you know, everybody's saying they were cowards. And yes, it was very cowardly what they did, but they just weren't equipped to go in there with a, with a, with a person who had an AR-15. They didn't have the firepower to deal with that guy. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, yes, coming indeed. up next, we got get it off your chest. Right. I know there's things that y'all want to get off your chest this morning. So you can call us up 800-585-1051. It is The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Get it off your chest. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Who's this? This is AJ from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Eight four three, AJ. What's happening, King? On my way to work, man. I, I just want to get off my chest about these gas prices. They, they going up by the day. <laughs> oh yeah, I had to fill up it's yesterday, ridiculous. bro. I, I don't even look at the tank no more. I don't even look man. at the, 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 how much it went up to. I just feel, I just say fill it up and keep it moving. I don't even want to look at it. Yes, sir. I I know a lot of people that can't even make it work. You know, these prices, people can't afford them. Especially what they get. Right, paid. and you know what? And you know what else is crazy? If you don't have a car, if you got an Uber sometimes or a Lyft, that has gotten way more expensive too because of gas prices. Yeah, um, I noticed that a lot, especially going over the bridges. They, can I tell they, my? Can like you gas. can you tell your job that? Can you say, look, man, gas too high. I can't afford to come to work today. Man, I don't know. They they probably try to send somebody <laughs> to come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, the right. You know what else is crazy? Uh, the USDA is predicting that egg prices going to be $12 a dozen by this fall. $12 a dozen. That's a dollar a damn egg. So your egg sandwiches and everything else, all them Chick-fil-A chicken biscuits with egg, you, you it, all of that's going up. Oh, man. <laughs> have a good day, we brother. We're going to have to figure something out. You're going to have to, uh, it's probably cheaper to buy a chicken and hatch your old eggs. Good morning. Who's this? It's JT from Evansville, Indiana, man. Peace, King. What's the word? Man, you be taking too long on your little intro on Donkey of the Day. Just get to the story. I done got rolled up three times <laughs> at work, sitting in the car waiting there. 
I got to set the story up, King. What you want me to do? You want me to just get, get right to that. it. I get that, but you need to just get to it and then talk about it. I got to give you a little foreplay, baby. I get that, man, but I done, man, I'm on the, edge, the last leg of my job, man. I got to hear Donkey of the Day. You know well, what you I, should do? All right, so you should get some headphones, right? And yeah. make sure you have the iRadio app. And then go into your job with the headphones on and listen we, to it while you're we inside can't your job. We, we, and no headphones, no phones, no nothing. That's why I got to get it in in the morning. Also, though, if I, I, I can get right to it and then still talk about it, it's still going to be the same length. Pause. I get that, but I, I, I like to hear the, the, the bang. I don't want the intro. I want to hear the donkey of the day. I want to hear, hear it all. You want me just to hit oh, How about just, this? Just, what about if you get to work a little earlier, go inside so they know you're there, and then go back outside? You know what? I'm I'm at work right now, sitting in front, just trying to call to get through, get it off your chest. I'm probably going to get rolled up today. Well, we appreciate your commitment to the Breakfast Club. Damn, I wish we had some prizes to send you. Matter of fact, I, uh, I, you like to read? Yeah, hey, I've been wanting one of your books. I ain't read a book since high school, bro, but I will <laughs> read one of your books. I'm gonna I'm I'm send you a copy. Of, I'm gonna send you a pack, man. I'm gonna send you a copy of uh, my first book, Black Privilege, and my second book, Shook One. And I send you a copy of a uh, Anita Kopak, Shallow Waters. That's a great read. Oh my God! Hey, yep. you don't. Hey, I, I, I don't care if they write me up today. I got you. We're gonna put you on hold and get your info, King. Right on. How many times can you get written up, and then what happens? <laughs> That's a good question. You I said you get got written up, up like four times already. <laughs> Damn, you should be fired. Uh, get it off your chest, 1-800-585-1051. If you want to tell us why you're blessed, if you just want to vent, if you just want to give us some good news, we're here for you, man. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> good morning to you, sir. What's happening? Then I want to say that, um, first of all, I'm a first-time caller, and I agree with uh, what you were saying, Charlemagne, that, you know, we should have a ban on fully automatic weapons, and that no no normal citizen needs that. But what I wanted to clarify is that um, not all AR-15s are automatic rifles. Like, okay, I own an AR-15, me. but it's a, semi, it's, a, it's a semi-automatic weapon, which means you pull the trigger one time, it fires one bullet. You can't hold the trigger down, and it just unloads the whole thing. That's illegal to have. Especially in the state of Florida, where I'm from, if you have that, you go to jail for a very, very long time. Unless you have, you pay for stamps that cost thousands of dollars, and most people don't have that. So I, I'm also 100% in agreement that if you have to have a license to own a car, a drive a car, then you should have a license to own a weapon, and you should be able to shoot, that, prove that you're, you know, competent and able to have one. Oh, uh, thank you for that information. I didn't know that. I just assumed that all mm -hmm. AR-15s and stuff were like machine guns. They just could, you know, right. shoot. Right, every time I see it on the news, right. Right, and that's what they, a lot of people take that, but that's just not, my wife even thought that when she, when I bought my gun, but I, I showed her, I actually let her fire the gun, and it's a single, you can only buy an automatic rifle if you, you have to have a whole lot of money invested in stamps and taxes and things like that that cost way too much money for the average person to own, and on top of that, you have to be a gun dealer and things like that. You can't just buy an automatic rifle. And if you do, it's it's illegal for sure that you bought it. So so what do you use your uh, AR-15 for, hunting? No, I, I usually sports shoot with it for the most part. And, um, I mean, it's it's a two two three round is a very small round. It's not a big round at all. It's not really great for hunting. Like, if you wanted to hunt, you wanted to do something like a, a three oh eight or something that's physically bigger. 
um, in order to actually stop. Um, a, a two two three is really a twenty two shell. It's a, that, the actual round itself is the same size as a twenty two. Um, the wow. difference is the cartridge behind it is bigger, so you get more power. It shoots longer, but it's not it's not a huge round, which is why we were having issues in wars. We didn't. The, the actual round is not designed to to, to kill. It's used to design to maim. So you take more people out in a fight. That's what the military designed the whole thing for. So I did it, not know it's that. Not really a hunting rifle. So a lot of people, a lot of people think it's a hunting rifle. It's not. It's just not. It's it's really. It's, if you're going to sports shoot, or if you like the actual platform or whatever, that's cool. But it's it's really not. If you wanted to do a whole lot of damage, AR-15 is just who a lot of people think because it's automatic. If they have an automatic rifle of, of some sort, they assume it's an AR-15, and that's just not how it is. Wow. What do you think should happen when it comes to gun control? I'm just curious, as a oh, as, since you're a person that has a lot of experience. We absolutely need to do common sense gun laws. I, I am 100% on top of that. I'm, we should get rid of the, the gun show loophole, because in, in Florida, uh, you can actually go to a gun show. You don't have to have a, a license or anything. You can literally just buy a gun from somebody and you don't have to do any paperwork through the state. Um, I agree, if you if you buy or sell a gun, you should be able to have background checks, you should have to go through um, some some agency that says, okay, he's qualified or this person's qualified to own a, a gun. And I also think that you know every couple of years you should have to show proficiency. You should have to go in and shoot your gun and okay. show that you know how to, to handle a gun. And if for some reason, if you own a gun and a child gets a hold of it, like if it's in your home and a child gets a hold of it and if somebody gets hurt, I think you should pay the price for it. So that makes That's people real. more. Uh, all right, that all more, makes sense. Uh, yeah. But good common sense gun laws. Thank you for calling, brother. You might be the sanest man in Florida. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Peace. Hey, I did not know that. I'm a handgun guy, so I don't know nothing about no automatic weapons. I just know no civilian needs to, uh, no, no, no civilian needs to have a damn machine gun. That's all I know. Uh, we got a rumor report coming up, you? Yes, and you know what? Let's start off talking about Nick Cannon. I mean, he did lip service. He confirmed that he does have some children on the way, some more. Uh, he talked about a lot of different things, so we'll discuss. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 million black businesses initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Oh, and Charlamagne, I meant to tell you, I saw Patti LaBelle last night. Oh, she was getting queen. an award at the... Celebration of Service to America Awards for a National Association of Broadcasters out here in Washington, D.C. She told me to send you her love also. I love Queen Patty. Drop on the clues bombs for Patty LaBelle. Congratulations to her on the award. That's who you presented the award to? Oh, uh, no. She was she got like the main award at the end of the night. Oh, OK. But it's for everybody who provides service and what it is that they do. But she definitely was like, tell my boo, Charlemagne. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, Patty, hey, listen, me, 
I, I, me and Patty have a great relationship. She supposed to come uh, cook breakfast for us one morning because, you know, she got her breakfast line out there. Yep. Yeah, she, she looks amazing. All right. Well, let's start with the 2022 iHeartRadio Music Festival lineup revealed. It's funny because I didn't realize people didn't know this and it wasn't public yet. We've been doing reads for it, so we know what was going to be announced. But some of the performers, Black Eyed Peas, Lionel Richie, LL Cool J, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, Pat Benatar, Sam Smith, The Black Keys, and more. So get ready for that. Uh, you can tune in and watch that on an exclusive stream each night, September 23rd and 24th on the CW app and CWTV.com. And there'll also be a two-night television special in October as well. And it's also going to broadcast live throughout the country across more than 150 markets on the iHeartRadio. Hey, iHeartRadio Music Festival is always a great time. Yeah, and it's a lot of different genres of music, so you get exposed to things that maybe you wouldn't have listened to before. Now, other festivals made in America, Tyler the Creator, Bad Bunny, Lil Uzi Vert, Pusha T, uh, those are just some of the performers. That's going to be September 3rd and 4th in Philly. Uh, Snow Allegra, uh, Kodak Black, Burna Boy, Victoria Monet. Those are just some of the people that you can see. Babyface Ray at Made in America. And then the Day in Vegas 2022 Festival has been announced. And that's going to be September 2nd to the 4th. And the headliners for those nights, right, because it's three, is SZA, J. Cole, and Travis Scott. So those are the headliners for Day in Vegas. And at that festival, you can see Summer Walker, Playboy Cardi, Trippy Reyes, City Girls, J-Rock, um, 21 Savage, Her, Vince Staples, Baby Keem, Janae Aiko, uh, Freddie Gibbs, Pusha T, Earth Gang, just a whole lot. So festival um. season is in full effect. Yeah, personally, uh, I mean, that's, all of those lineups are great. I'm glad to see Travis Scott getting another chance on those stages. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about Nick Cannon. Man, he was on lip service. And when I tell you he did not want to leave, he had things to do afterward. They were like, cancel it. Uh, I'm going to continue to stay here. And he was just bearing his soul. Now, he did confirm that he had some kids on the way. Here's what he said. It says you have three babies on the way. Is that true or false? Well, when you say on the way... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? God damn it, Nick. What, what count you at? I'm like, let's just put it on this the way. way. They're on not the here way. yet. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're coming. So the, the stork is on the way. The stork this, has the package. Yes, there's, there's, there's. Damn three. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. It could be. Yeah, you know. With this, <laughs> nah, I, this is what I said. If you thought the numbers I uh, put up in 2021 was, wait till we get to 2022. Yeah, Nick Cannon. Uh, Nick Cannon having kids on the way is just a headline. You should never tuck if you're a media outlet. Just, just keep that one on, on deck. You're gonna probably need it at any time. <laughs> All right. Now he also said that he did not know at first that he was packing. All right, and he learned that uh, later in life. Here's what he said. I just learned that <laughs> I'm supposedly packing or whatever like that because I'm I'm never really seen other people's watch porn not really not like that i was small though all through high school i was like five two five three so in my mind i'm like oh i'm probably a little guy like, i don't have giant hands or i always had like my feet were big but i like i was always a little dude so in my mind i'm like oh this is what i got to work with i'm cool and then i, I was told i don't know how true this is because like it's all about how you work it or what you do like i was told probably because i was quite sexual and probably you know, in touch with myself as a young man quite a bit. That was like, tugging it. That, that helps with <laughs> how your, the pleasure your, is produced. Yeah. So, so you think masturbating makes your d- grow? I've heard that. 
No, it doesn't. Well. Okay, it doesn't. All right. <laughs> by the way, I'm the opposite. For all of you at home trying this right now. <laughs> it, it doesn't. I, I didn't know I was average until I started hearing about these 12-inch monsters. So I'm the opposite of, of Nick. I thought I was fine until, you know, started hearing otherwise. Now, Nick Cannon also responded to people in comments talking about he's spreading bacterial vaginosis around. <laughs> I probably every other week have to get blood work done based off of my lupus. And, all <laughs> and in those when I'm getting those cultures and everything I have, I have I see doctors quite a bit. Right. Run it all. Make sure. And as we know, when it comes to BV, because that is a big thing. It's very to, common. Because, but also there's a rumor that they feel like, oh, that men can't get it and all that. Like men you definitely, definitely get can it. get they it. Can and they carry it. Yes. And okay. you carry it on and you can yeah, pass it on. And you can get this thing where it's actually, you can get BV, BV tech, uh, technically like in your prostate. It's to where, like, Yeah. And that's where you, that's where you that's hold where it. From. And that's how you're giving it mm -hmm. to people. I got to be healthier than most. Right. So I'm making sure even the sexual partners, whereas multiple or not, everybody got to be on the same yeah. vibe. Hold on, I'm confused. So is Nick saying he has a dirty D or he don't? He said he doesn't, and he gets tested all the time, and that's how he knows he's not spreading it around. So when people are in the comments saying that he's spreading it, it's not true. Oh, got you. I feel like we breezed past. How many kids does Nick got coming now? He's got more kids on the way? I don't know if he knows for sure. He's but he not, does have more kids on the way. Short. Yes, he does have more children on the way. He did not confirm oh, the wow. exact number. I love Nick. I love Nick Cannon, and I know everything he does is calculated, but I just wonder, can a father really give those kids what they need if they're spread out all over the place? Because I, like, I got four under one roof, and I'm telling you right now, giving each and every one of them equal attention is no joke. Like You have to be intentional about that, even when they live with you. So I can imagine how hard it is when, when they don't. Mm -hmm. You said that story about the guy with, I think he had 33 kids? That's, that's yeah. ridiculous. Like there's, 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 it's, it's impossible for him to be a, 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 the, the father that those kids need, I think. That's my personal opinion. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Coming up next, we got front page news and we'll let you know the world's most expensive cities. All right. So let's see. And this is the world, not just the United States, just so you can get some context. Every city right now with inflation. We'll talk about it when we come back at The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. Have you taken a closer look at the general insurance yet? Switch to the general and you could save over $500. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. WWPR FMHD1 New York. And iHeartRadio station. Take me out this move, glare. Yes. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. DJ Envy is off today. It's time for front page news. What we got, Yee? All right. Well, let's start with some sports, by the way. Uh, yesterday, during a WNBA game between the New York Liberty and the Minnesota Lynx at the Barclays, a group of topless pro-choice protesters ran onto the court at the game. Now, some of the women who took off their tops but covered their chests rushed down mid-game, held up signs in support of the Roe versus Wade ruling. And they were eventually escorted out by security, but there were no charges made. One sign read, overturn row, hail no. Another said abortion on demand and without apology. And uh, protests at the Barclays, uh, <laughs> while this was going on, uh, there were also people who were protesting at Joel Olstein's service on Sunday. They stripped down to their underwear. 
And that is all as news has come, as we all know, of the U.S. Supreme Court potentially overturning the landmark Roe versus Wade abortion ruling. I mean, I think that's, you know, great that they're protesting. I just think it's kind of strange to interrupt with a WNBA game. I'm pretty sure everybody at the WNBA game is, um, you know, uh, is, 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 is against what, you know, this, what they're trying to do to Roe versus Wade. So that's kind of a weird place to interrupt. What you think? But as you can see, they there was no charges filed. So I will say, I know that at the Barclays, the ownership there, they do encourage activism. Yeah. So but I mean, they might look say, at you, it should, as, you should go somewhere yeah. where it's an actual disruption. You know what I mean? I mean, it's good that they brought attention to it, but you should go somewhere where you can actually cause a disruption. Go to the people that are actually trying to, you know, get rid of get rid of Roe versus Wade. Get in their face. Well, maybe Joel Osteen's megachurch was the place. <laughs> All right. Now, know. the world's most expensive cities for 2022. Let's get into that list. And uh, by the way, uh, what, what country do you think has the most cities on that list in the top 10? America. Or the most expensive continent. Asia, the most expensive continent. There's really? five cities that landed in the top 10. Yes, on that list. So uh, the world's most expensive cities coming in at number one is Hong Kong. Number two is New York. Number three is Geneva. Four is London. And five is Tokyo. So the only place in the top 10 from the United States was New York. New York is the only most expensive city in America? No, in the United States. I mean, not in the the world. Yeah, in the world. Oh, in the world. America, yes. Yeah, this is in the world. Hong Kong is number one. So no other city in America is on the list? Not in the top 10. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, in this list of top 10. All right. And by the way, Target ashing prices, they're trying to clear out inventory. So if you're trying to snatch up a good deal, because we all need one right now, uh, it's the time to do that. They're canceling orders from suppliers, particularly for home goods and clothing. And they're slashing prices to get rid of inventory ahead of the fall and holiday shopping seasons. They announced this yesterday. There is a shift on where Americans are spending their money from investments in their homes. And now they're spending money on experiences like travel, nights out for dinner, other pre-pandemic routines. Shoppers are also focusing more on non-discretionary items like groceries as inflation is making them more selective. So because that's happening right now at Target, you can get some great deals on some of those items that they need to clear out as they're trying to bring in some more things for holiday. Boy, you better take advantage of them discounts, especially if you're trying to, you know, save a dollar or two, which we all are. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Well, that is your front page news. Now, coming up next, we do have a special guest. Yes, uh, the Big Seals will be joining us. Amanda Seals, uh, she's about to go back on tour. She has a tour launching called the uh, Black Outside Tour, as well as Smart, Funny, and Black. So we'll talk about all that with Amanda Seals when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the means to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. 
If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Yes, it's the World Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club, Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, and we have our good sister in the building today. Amanda Seals. Big Seals. The Big Seals. Oh, my God. Yes. How are you? It's been a long time. I'm good. I mean, the world is trash. I feel like I'm good uh, considering the world is trash, Mm -hmm. which makes it a daily conversation with yourself, like... There's almost like a survivor's remorse or like a guilt about feeling good when the world is trash. Mm-hmm. Is it just me? No, I'm reading this book now called The Big Leap, and that's what it talks about. It talks about how like you have to intentionally allow yourself to be happy in spite of. 
But who who said that? Like they're just like um, you have no choice. He, he calls it the uh, uh, the ultimate something theory. I can't remember the exact name, but it's this theory that once you get over that, then you can get to your oh. zone of genius. I don't think you have to gloat about things going well for you, but you also should celebrate yourself when things do go well. It true, is, but so many of us it don't. Is, it it's is true. A, yeah, because sometimes you downplay like things went well, but you don't want to say that because you know other people are absolutely suffering. But bingo, with things going well for you, you can help other people too. I definitely feel you. I also feel like the internet's can definitely be like this place of I don't know if policing is even the right word, but just like no, you need to act this way about this, and you need to speak this way about this, or you're being disrespectful to this group, or et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes you just feel like okay, I'm just gonna be in. I'm not gonna tell anyone. <laughs> excited because I closed on a, a Airbnb investment property that I did. I've been congrats, wanting to do this. Congrats. Right. And so I was like, I'm so excited. It's like upstate New York. And so I was like, I'm excited. I got my first whatever. And then people were like, are you going to turn it into affordable housing? By the way, the internet does no policing, by the way. The internet kicks down the door and they just come in blazing. Right. Well, that's policing. Uh, that's that is why true. we need a no-knock no rule. That is policing. That is policing. Well, Amanda, you know you always come up here and give us everything. <laughs> what you want today? So, I really was thinking, I was like, what are we going to give today? Well, you in the rumor report yesterday, ye. Yes, we talked about what you had to say about the real, not including you. And Which I know you wanted much. to express what happened behind the scenes because they did their farewell episode. And they paid homage to all the hosts, but no. somehow you were <laughs> not <out>. all <laughs> right. In my <laughs> mind, when after you when you ended it with the dot dot dot, I'll have more to say about this. In that my mind, Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I actually have my own uh, place, the Amandaverse, that people can subscribe to. Oh, it's yes. like, and if you rock with me and you want to support the independent artist in me, then you can subscribe there for five bucks, and you will get a full taste of that whole scenario. I mean, listen. Can we get a small dose here? You can get a small, and my podcast Ooh. is small doses. Ooh. So. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> First of all, let me just say that I'm always shocked at people's willingness to on folks who are advocating for themselves and like to call it something else. You know, like me leaving the real and me verbalizing the reasons why I left the real, which I verbalized as because one, it wasn't feeding my soul because it was being misrepresented. It was a white leadership that was outwardly presenting as a show of diverse voices, but the leadership and the decision-making about what content was being produced, et cetera, et cetera, was not being done by people who were even involved in. It's not to say that there aren't like white people that are involved in communities outside of whiteness, but these people weren't, you know what I'm saying? So that along with a myriad of other things in terms of like a toxic work environment and just pr business practices and professional practices that didn't even just affected me, affect me. They affected my makeup team. They mm -hmm. affected my glam team. You know, like they affected my assistant. Like they affected the other hosts. Like it was not just a singular issue, but that is what I said was the reason why I left. And then when this happened and I was like, you know... I think it's interesting that I was left out. People's argument is, well, I don't know why you thought they would include you. You was talking shit about the show. And it's like me holding an employer accountable mm -hmm. for behaviors and for practices that are deleterious to the positive work environment of people there is not being on the show. You know, I, I never talked about my my co-hosts. I never made it about the actual talent on the show. I made it about the leadership. 
And I feel like that's what we need to be doing. When we look at Chris Smalls and him creating this union, you know, in the midst of Amazon, it's not him saying don't order from Amazon, but he's saying like, yo, there needs to be better business practices and we need to be able to challenge and have that. I think some people think because it's TV or whatever, that it's like, how dare you want better for anything like you get to be on TV, you get to be glamorous, you get to get money. By the way, I wasn't really getting that money on there, but it's really about just saying, like, why should anybody have to settle for being treated below their worth mm-hmm. in any environment? And, and if, that's how change can happen, too. If well, somebody speaks out about it and talks about leadership, which is how they ended up with a black EP. Mm hmm. Because I came out and was vocal, which inspired some of the people who were still remaining on the cast to challenge and say that needs to be in place in Mm -hmm. order for us to continue to be here. So I think some people just don't with me. And so they're just going to try and come with any reason to be like, well, I don't know why she. But truthfully, I am in this particular instance, I'm going to stand on the fact that at the end of the day, if you're going to do a retrospective of. The show over the years that it's been on and the hosts that have been on it, it don't matter what I say. You are a host of the show. I was show. a host on the I show. I mean, they kind of proved you right. You know what I mean? If, <laughs> no, seriously. If you're, if you're saying that this show wasn't good for my spirit because of X, Y, and Z, and then they purposely and intentionally leave you out, it's like... Which I have confirmed was the case. Duh. It's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't like, oh, we forgot her. It's yeah, like, yeah, nah. yeah. Then people are like, oh, well, she was only there for five minutes. So I was no. I was there for six months. Mm-hmm. Three of those months were in a pandemic. And I signed a contract. I lived out my contract. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym at 4.30 a.m. going in Mm -hmm. there to do that, you know? Like, it really is incredibly taxing on all parts of your life, your personal, physical, mental, et cetera. I'm not complaining about that part, but I'm saying, like, I committed myself to this and I gave myself to that. And I know from the individuals who have taken time to to tell me, and I thank all of you, I know that I contributed immensely to that space, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So like, that's what really means the most to me is like, I've had so many positive DMs and on Twitter, et cetera, and saying like, yo, that was screwed up. Shout out to you. Like you made the show elevate you. You were a light in the, in the space of this um, project. And I just, I just hate that folks really don't understand the difference between being on something and calling for change. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Tamar have issues too? Tamar had issues. Uh, allegedly, she had like apologized and that's why they uh, included her. But I have nothing you. to apologize about. Mm-hmm. They need. They should be apologizing to me. Mm-hmm. And in the Amandaverse, I will speak more to scenarios that I feel like took place on that show that led to me saying it doesn't feed my soul. But ultimately, they had the opportunity to do right in this mm-hmm. instance and they chose not to. Mm-hmm. What about the women on the show when they see you, the other hosts? Do Are they friendly? Do you speak well, to Well, we any- haven't even seen anybody really in mm-hmm. like years because of this panini. But um, Jeannie and Adrian hit me up mm-hmm. and we're like, that's bullshit. We did not realize that that was, you know, happening. And we were going to do a live, an Instagram live, but then our schedules didn't line up and it was just like, you know, it's fine. But, you know, I talk to Jeannie and Adrian all the time. The one thing I want to reiterate before we get off the reel is that it didn't take you long to know that that show didn't agree with your spirit. And I think people don't realize that because they only see what they see when you talk about it. But behind the scenes, you knew. Like, you was like, well, I'm done in this six months. You said that probably the first week. <laughs> no, I didn't say it the first Maybe week. the first month at least. Well, because you just start to realize that what you were told is not what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. You know, I thought I was being brought in there to elevate conversations. I was told that they wanted to have more talk about stuff going on in the zeitgeist and social justice, et cetera. And then I 
learned that that wasn't really why I was brought in there. That was a portion, but I was really brought in there, you know, to kind of like be a villain mm -hmm. uh, because the women on the show at that point had basically like just started not having opinions on things because they really just didn't want to deal with the internet response mm -hmm. and they wanted to just keep things chill. And also they'd been there so long that they always knew what each other was going to say. Mm -hmm. So they brought me in there to like shake the table. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shout out to K. Michelle. And I guess if I knew that was the assignment, I, I would have decided differently if I wanted to sign up for that. But that's mm -hmm. not what I thought I was signing up for. All right, we got more with Amanda Seals when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Whoa. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. We got our good sister Amanda Seals here. Now, Yee, got a question? All right, let's move on to something else. Oh, God. Sirius Gosh. XM. Oh, hey. God. Hey. <laughs> Look at you going back. That's why I'm like, where the f is this? Okay, goddamn! <laughs> <laughs> so you're back also with the show on Sirius. Never Listen. thought we'd see that happen. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. Angie, Envy, and I was at Sirius, and it was a time. All at the same time. <laughs> it was a time, honey. And um, the full circle is really wild. So I was on Sirius. That was my first job out of college. And then nine months in, I was in the right place at the right time when Outkast needed to be interviewed. These other guys, the Wonder Twins, they had to cancel because they had another gig. And so the, their boss was like, well, you seem to know a lot about Outkast. Do you want to do the interview? And I was Imagine like... Imagine having to cancel on Outkast. I know. And it was like... Outcast, speaker outcast. box love below yeah. like Sheesh. and so um i did the interview my first interview ever was outcast That's but i was out <laughs> which is like ee! and i remember i remember during that interview it was during a time when because they were doing speaker box and love below people were trying to say that they weren't getting along mm -hmm. and you know people all people love conflict and as i was talking to to the brothers big boy was very intense he was like, you know, people keep trying to make it like we're not brothers anymore, like we ain't rocking. Then Dre like starts singing in the background. You can win <laughs> as long as you keep your head to the sky. And then the whole room went, be optimistic. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And then we were in the elevator and their DJ put his hand in my hair and was like, oh, that's your hair. Wow. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we've covered spectrums here. <laughs> but I was at Sirius for four years, you know, and it, it became a very difficult place to be because there was a certain there's like one person who like made it difficult but Ange and Envy like made that ride pot like they made it possible for me to like still persevere in that space and I learned a lot there and then I got fired because I went to the VMAs and I had gotten somebody to fill in for me and I had asked the person in charge if that could happen and they said yeah but then the person above them, like, he was like, you're being insubordinate. And so I got fired and then I got banned. Shouldn't you want your personality to go to the VMAs? Yes, you should. Man. Unless you're jealous of them. And then you got banned? I got banned from Sirius for seven years. And Amanda years. was working really hard there. She was on every single day. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was an intense job that yeah. you had. But to come back and circle back and now be there in the comedy space with Smart Funny and Black Radio on LOL Network Channel 96 on, you know, Kevin's Network, that's like... It's trippy. My mom like cried. <laughs> I can't believe it. You're back. You're back. What, so what brought you back? Was it was it Kevin Hart? Kev with Kev. So I did Kev's podcast, and on his podcast, he had asked me like, "Well, do you think things have advanced for Black women comics?" And I was like, "No." And when Kevin was like, "Well, what do you want to do if you do it? If you want to do anything?" The radio show felt like a dope independent space to continue to build my audience and fortify it by speaking honestly. And you know, Sirius has allowed me to 
do that. Smartphone and Black Radio is hosted by me and Jeremiah Like the Bible and Taj Rani. And these are folks that have worked with me for years. Jeremiah was an intern in our Smartphone and Black internship program. My man is our engineer and music producer. Mm-hmm. And he de-wills and he creates all of our sound imaging on the show. It's a family affair. Right. How did uh, how did the, 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 the ending of Insecure feel for you? Triumphant. Mm. Insecure was a journey. And I didn't come to L.A. with the mindset of like, I'm going to get on a show and it's going to be, you know, big because so many of us don't even get to dream that. Right. So to be a part of that was super dope. I'm not going to say that it was a completely positive experience, but I will say that it was a learning experience. And then I met some really great people that have become like an integral part of my life. It's very surreal, right? It's like because it's like, you know, I look at us as we're we're all classmates. We all Mm -hmm. came up together. So it's like. Damn, Amanda was on Insecure for five seasons. You're silly. Like, that's how I feel. It's like I don't know. It's like wow. Like damn, I know her. Like yeah. you know, it's funny. I was talking to my boy um, Carlos from eighty five South. Carlos he, Miller. It started to lose, and he was like, "You know, you a whole superstar." And I was like, "Who?" <laughs> I know there's people right now. They're like, "Who?" I don't even know her. So I agree with you. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like I've just continued to plot my course, mm-hmm. but I think. I guess when he's saying that, it's because it's like, yeah, but you've continued to plot your course. I mean, mm-hmm. you had a whole HBO special. That I did, did have a whole that's HBO a huge special. Deal. And I'm in the process of getting my shit together for my next special. That's why I'm going on tour. That's why I'm here mm-hmm. to announce the Black, black Outside. outside. <laughs> we Black Outside again. The Black Outside again tour. You know, stand up. Stand up ran away from me during the pandemic. I just didn't, ha- I didn't miss it. I went, I did two sets in two years. Wow. And... Neither of those sets were anything to write home about. Like, I was like, oh, I guess I'm not good at this anymore. <laughs> and then three months ago, I just got up and was like, it's time. And so I'm back on the road. I just had two sold out shows at the Improv. It was so nice to just be back in front of my audience. Because, you know, when you're doing showcase shows, you're just in front of whoever shows up. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that's just like mediocre whites, you know, like you just <laughs> doing stand up for mediocre whites that don't know shit about shit. You know, you having to explain, you say Juneteenth and they're like, Ooh, what's that? Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about actual issues going on. And they're like, I'm uncomfortable. You know, so that's not who I want to speak to. I want to speak to audiences that are interested in not only laughing, but learning and like leveling up. And so I got to do that at the improv recently. And my second show, I did an hour and 40 minutes. Wow. And I still have material left over. And people want to see you taking it seriously, too, and putting in the work. Right. And so you've been taking it seriously and putting in the work. I mean, I shut everything down. That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I, like, really came into the comedy space and really committed myself. I just remember I just remember being down in, like, the village during the polar vortex and saying to myself, damn, like, you really committed to this shit. <laughs> it's a polar vortex. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody felt like they could get on stage and be a comedian until they get All on stage right. and try to be a comedian. All right. Char, I remember like, Char being funny. like, I'm not doing this no more. Mm-mm. You were like, if I remember correctly, Because everybody like, was telling me I should do it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to host them. So I have other comedians. And then in between, I'll come out and do something. see how it feels. I'm like, Mm-mm. hell no. You, I remember, if correct me if I'm wrong, but you said something like, I don't have the commitment to write. I don't have the commitment, nor do I have the, uh, I don't have the stomach for it. I can't stand it. I can't be on that stage and say something and people just looking at you stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? There's a corner you turn where you realize, like, I'm funny. So if y'all ain't laughing right now, maybe I'm off today or maybe y'all just dumb. Is this another HBO special you have in the works? 
It's another special. You know, in a perfect world, I would put it out independently. Mm -hmm. I would really like to give y'all a special for free. Why not do it? I am. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm really trying to change the model. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And identify a model that doesn't rely on somebody else to say yes who don't even really care about you. You know, like you're right. trying to fit into these mandates and yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't understand this TV is not about like what's good. No. It's based on a whole It's actually weird because it's based on what already worked. But you already, you already did, did that. that. Let's find out what's next. And even if you are going to do that, it's like, how do we innovate that? Yeah. And they're like, ooh, that's scary. You know, so for me, I'm like, how do I create a world where I just don't have to rely on these other factions for yes? That's why my audience is so important. Because mm -hmm. if I have the support of them... They're supporting me because they know what I'm about. And so when I'm looking for support from them for something that I want to do, I'm not having to convince. Mm -hmm. They get it. They understand. The dream is to get a Louis C.K. deal like he had with his show at FX, where they literally were just like, okay, we want you to do a show. And he was like, well, I'm only going to do a show under these terms. I'm not going to take notes. Um, I'm not going to do budget approvals. You're basically going to send me a check. I'm going to shoot the show, edit it, and I'll send it back. And they were like, fine. Wow. <laughs> you know, we're all aspiring to have the kind of freedom that white men have. All right, we got more with Amanda Seals when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the means to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, 
a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. We got our good sister Amanda Seals here. Now, Yee. Amanda, I saw an interview where you said that you actually spoke to a psychic and that helped guide you as far as your education. Oh, yeah, my professor. Your professor, right. So do you still see psychics? You know what? I haven't since like the first year of the pandemic, but I did see a psychic and she was the one who told me because I told her I was like, I don't really think I want to have kids. And she was like, yeah, in your chart, there's no kids. Mm -hmm. She had also said that she was like, oh, like your relationship is strong. Like it's this is not like a flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. She's right. I mean, who I'm with is who I'm going to be with until one of us die. And I feel like I typically see psychics that are more astrologically inclined Mm -hmm. than just like I feel like this is going to happen. And then that's that. I like mediums. I like the spirit guides that can talk to you, the ancestors and spirits around you. I've never done that. The two I've spoken to have been beyond accurate. And you didn't answer about the the, the safety. Are you going to have security with you? Yeah, I mean, I always have security just because I'm a woman (laughs) like in this world. So it's not like Mm -hmm. um, I look at it like I need to have a security with the AR-15. But Mm -hmm. I definitely have security just because we've always lived in a world that did not protect women. Mm -hmm. I was in Sacramento one time and a dude just walked on my stage and it was a little ass stage. Like it wasn't like somebody. Hello. Literally (laughs) like and and my homeboy was there for the sole purpose. I know he listening right now. I'm talking about you. He was there for the sole purpose of the fact that he was about to join us on tour as security. Wow. So he's there. He's sitting on the side of the stage. He's eating French fries and a whole ass man walks down the aisle, up the stairs and onto my stage. It was one of these little platform stages. And I'm just like, what's happening right now? The dude is like, yo, I love you so much. I really just want to be with you. I look over and my is eating French fries. Was he real security or just? No, he was security yeah, but yeah, yeah. at the end of the day you realized in that moment like most people do when they get on stage like ah, this ain't for me <laughs> I, so I, didn't know I need you to realize that before I'm in danger though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying when I looked over and he was like mm-hmm. like I felt like I could see the salt crystals like dissolving on his tongue Yikes. as this man stood in front of me and this man could have done anything to me like he was close enough 
to where he could have done anything. And the security at the venue also didn't move. So I finally had to be like, hey, like, what's help? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so then people came and took him down. But homeboy still sat there. And after the show, he was like, I mean, well, what did you want me to do? I didn't ex- I didn't I didn't um, identify any danger. And I was like, you know, he got fired before his first day. Correct. Have you ever beefed with a comic over headliner status? <gasps> you know, that situation is confusing to me because it feels like they were both duped. Yeah. I don't know if I... It feels if, like the promoter... Yeah, it feels like yeah. the promoter duped them. So it feels like... It feels very white colonizer behavior where you create the conflict and then you remove yourself from it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, now fight Negroes. <laughs> I've never beefed over anything with a comic. Not enough for me to remember right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the, what I love about the comedy space, you know, people would be like, oh, like, you're in comedy? That's so much... That's so difficult so difficult I'm like I come from hip hop like that was a much harder space comedy is a lot more meritocracy and you know if you funny you funny I had a moment the other day where I did a show it was a black show and I bombed Um, recently? yeah it was my version of bombing it was earlier that day I had gotten some bad news I was trying to do Smart Funny and Black as a Juneteenth special and Smart Funny and Black is my live variety game show. I've been touring it since 2016. It actually, we will have Smart Funny and Black dates on the Black Outside Again tour. So you can catch us in LA, Detroit, Atlanta. Brooklyn, I think I have Brooklyn. one here. King's Theater? King's Theater. October 29th. Yes. Okay. And we will be at the Kendi Center. So I'm doing a weekend at the Kendi Center, uh, 22nd and 23rd. So you can see stand up, you can see my podcast live, Small Doses, and you can see Smart Funny and Black. So I've lost my train of thought. What were you, you say you asking? bombed. Oh yeah, I bombed. <laughs> so I went and did I did this I did this show and that night I learned that the Smart Funny and Black Juneteenth special that I had sold that we were going to have to walk away. And we had to walk away because the network that we were selling it to refused to negotiate with us and give us the money that we needed to do the show that we sold them. And it was so frustrating because I felt like I had gotten so close. And I knew that we couldn't do this because it was going to require us to have to ask for favors. And it's so irritating to me that so often with black projects, we have to ask for favors. We have to, you know, eke this out. And it's not to say that other projects don't have the same thing, but this was particularly a Juneteenth project that I was doing in partnership with Juggernauts. Okay, I was doing this in partnership with Jesse Collins and with Heartbeat. We shouldn't have had to deal with those types of limitations and obstacles because it really should have been like oh like Mm -hmm. how can we make this happen and the idea to me of having black creatives work for free on Juneteenth yeah you can't shortchange black creatives for a Juneteenth special I can't it's it's completely counterintuitive but I had to walk away from it it just broke my heart that I was once again put in that position of having to have having to stand on principles in the face of this predatory capitalist bull and I hit the stage. Hit the stage (laughs) after that, and I just did not hit it. (laughs) And after that, so so then I knew, okay, that was not a good because you see at that show all the black comics are standing there looking at you like, and that's what you're doing. Like I guess I guess insecure ended and she (laughs) she she not hitting. And so then three days later, I had to do the comedy store with the same black comics were going to be there, and it was like, bitch, you better get it together. But y'all, when I came on stage. Three different brothers. They weren't even together. Three different brothers gave me a standing ovation when I came on stage. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is different. 
and they were cisgendered heterosexual brothers at that. So it was more like, <laughs> yes. Um, but I think I just translated in my head to like, yes. like <laughs> In my head, everything is, yes. Because yes confused me. And you no. said cisgendered. Then it was, then it was like, like, yes. Then it was, yes. Um, and they was like, they was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say your shit. Say your shit. And so then that like, it gave bo- me yeah. yeah like it gave me some strength back and then I had one of the best sets I, like that was the set that let me know it's time to go on the road alright well Amanda how can people get tickets you can get tickets to the Amanda Seals Black Outside Again tour by going to amandaseals.com you can follow me on Instagram you can go to the amandaverse.com if you're really about this Amanda movement and be a part of the Seals squad and um, I just want to say for everybody out there like we are in a very critical time man that's an understatement. We're in a really critical time. And any energy I feel that we are spending, particularly as black people, against questioning another black person's blackness, mm-hmm. I feel like is energy that we are taking away from challenging anti-racism, from challenging anti-blackness, from challenging, you know, these Democrats to actually do any of the things that they said they were going to do. Like when we said hold these people accountable in order to get our vote, like that meant we need to be a force. Mm-hmm. We need to come together and we need to demand this needs to happen. But in order to make those demands, we have to be working in tandem together. We have to have a certain level of like, okay, maybe I don't agree with you on everything, but I do agree with you on us. And there's going to be black folks who aren't a part of that. There's anti-black folks that are just out here like roaches, just scuttling around. And They're, they're agents of chaos. They're agents of chaos. Yeah. They left the spiritual base and are praising the same God as these Cretans, which is the God of greed. And mm. those folks, I don't fuck with. Those folks don't get to come to the barbecue and those folks don't get the access to the ancestral knowledge that we do have. But there are folks far from that that may not agree with me on things, but they are not that. Mm-hmm. And those folks are the ones like that we need to align. We may not agree on everything, but we agree on us. And I feel like when we can really start to harness that, we will be able to make so much more change. And that's what I'm doing at my shows. I'm trying to harness that. So come out to Amanda Seals, Black Outside Again tour, because we are black outside again. That's right. And we got to raise up and rise up. Oh, I love talking to personalities that can do radio and podcasts and everything. It makes it so easy, so light. <laughs> <laughs> it's Amanda Seals. We love you, Seals. Thank you. Love y'all too. Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle are teaming up for a joint comedy special that's going to be in London later this year. The stand-up show is Saturday, September 3rd, and pre-sale tickets go live on June 9th. They're calling it a night of world-class comedy. Why are they so, doing it in London? It's safer, it's safer for them in London? They tired of getting attacked on stages here in America? They both have gotten attacked recently. Yes. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, it should be great. All right, What's the name of the tour? Comedians. They should name it the Let's... We Are Victims Tour. What's the name of the tour? <laughs> Slap him. Slap him. <laughs> this tour slap No, I don't know. It doesn't say. <laughs> Shut up, ye. Now, see, why you do stuff like that? See? <laughs> <laughs> this All right, now, D.L. Hoogley... has criticized Monique for discussing his daughter's sexual trauma and using that and weaponizing it and the back and forth the two of them have been having. If you recall, uh, Monique had posted on Instagram an interview that D.L. Hughley had and she said that 
when my husband and I say we have to fight for the little girls coming up behind us and you see DL didn't believe his own daughter over a friend because he seemingly liked his friend more than he loved his own daughter and didn't want to be bothered by the inconvenient truth. This highlights why the black woman isn't believed when she publicly speaks about her trauma. And that was the post that she had done. Uh, since then, uh, DL Hughley's daughter has also responded uh, to Monique's attack on her trauma that she went through. She said, hi, at The Real Mo Worldwide. I'm Ryan Nicole Shepard, D.O. Hughley, and LaDonna Hughley's eldest daughter. You've now publicly disrespected my mother, who I love and care for very much, and my baby sister, who I love and care for very much, to get back at my father, who I love, respect, and care for very much. At this point, I feel like you are asking my family and myself to act out of character. Well, D.O. Hughley has also now responded to Monique again, even though he had said that he was... Uh, it was the final straw and he was done discussing it. Here's what he had to say. But you and your husband putting a man in my daughter's room and that is not what I said and weaponizing it and using in a trite argument shows exactly how low you are. You are a monster. You literally are. You didn't play Precious's mother. You let her out. Who says they love women and are there for women and protect the babies and would trot out someone's sexual trauma just to use in an argument. You have had this argument or this show be about everything. It was about a contract. It was not. It was about an insult on the radio station, on my radio station. The question never aired. Maybe leaving my children out of your mouth will leave you room for the food you love so much. Okay. <laughs> Well, hopefully that's the end of this. I don't know. Is there any coming back from all hey, of this man. for the two of them? I'm staying out of grown folks' business. But, you know, when you, when you come in a man's family, you know, that's the DL, DL's doing what a man does. He's protecting his family in this moment. So I get it. All right. Well, Jamichael Jones, he's the person who's being accused of murdering Trouble was given a preliminary hearing date of June 15th after he surrendered himself to authorities. So that's the date that they have said. It's going to be at 1 p.m. on June 15th. They also revealed exclusive details from the arrest warrant for Jamichael Jones, and they said court documents say Trouble was asleep in the bed of a woman who told police her ex-boyfriend broke in, started fighting her in Trouble before shooting him and taking off. Uh, they said she woke up to her ex-boyfriend punching her in the face, which eventually escalated into the fatal fight. And this is all from CBS journalist Tori Cooper, who has been live tweeting everything that she's been finding out. Yeah, they said they broke up, what, a week prior? Like a week ago? So they, that's what the lady, the lady said in the court documents, they just broke up a week ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were arguing uh, with each other about him not having a job and not helping her pay the bills. And they said that he reportedly punched the woman in the nose at the time and when she called 911 he fled the scene uh, back then and she had not seen him and he had not been back home since that initial fight that they had until then so he probably was All right, now, Didi furious at the fact that she's you know was was messing around with uh, somebody who clearly had some means had some had some money right Yes, indeed. Mm. All right, now DDG is facing some legal trouble. They are saying that he was booked in L.A. after being arrested Monday night on a felony charge for carrying a concealed firearm in a vehicle. He was, though, quickly released after posting a $35,000 bond. So they said he was pulled over. It was a routine traffic stop for reckless driving in his Lamborghini. They searched his car. They found the weapon, and that's what led to the felony charge. 
And uh, Little Baby said he has spoken to Young Thug. He said he is in great spirits. So he posted that on Twitter. And despite everything, he is remaining optimistic. So that's an update on what's happening as far as we know with Young Thug. All right. I'm Angela Yee. And that is your rumor report. Now, coming up next, Charlamagne, we have Donkey of the Day. Yeah, man. Four after the hour. Let's have a conversation about attempting attempting to con- control your emotions. How you should never let your emotions overpower your intelligence. We'll talk about it four after the hour. We need a young lady named Augustine Gladney to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. All right. Don't get the day next. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Take control of a safer home with Kidda's new smoking carbon monoxide alarm with smart features. A smart alarm that provides continuous 10-year detection of smoke and carbon monoxide and real-time notifications through Kidda Home Safe and the Kidda app. Shop now exclusively at the Home Depot. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's time for the donkey of the day. That's pretty really funny. Charlamagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes. Uh, donkey of the day for Wednesday, June 8th goes to a Fort Worth, Texas woman named Augustine Gladney. Augustine is 40 years old, and she has been arrested and charged with abuse of a corpse. Interesting charge. As soon as you hear that charge, I'm sure your ears perk up. And you would like to hear more, wouldn't you? Why in the hell did this 40-year-old woman get charged with abuse of a corpse? Well, I'm sure you all saw a young lady go viral on TikTok, right? With the caption, he cheated, so I threw his mom, his mom's ashes in the river. With the question, did she take it too far? The answer would be yes. But authorities have not confirmed the woman in the video to be Augustine Gladney. But according to these digital detectives, these social media sleuths, these Instagram inspectors and Facebook federal agents, the video was a skit based on Gladney's actions. See, Augustine really did what she is accused of doing. And because of that video that's been making its rounds on Twitter and the talker of the ticks, many news outlets have reported the crime occurred last week, but that is not true. Uh, sidebar, I'm telling y'all right now, social media should not have all this power. They used to say, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. Nowadays, because of the lies, propaganda, and false narratives that are started because of social media, you should believe none of what you hear and absolutely not a damn thing you see because what you see is either fake, a lie, or just something out of context, okay? Or just somebody trying to go viral. It's so strange what we allow people on social media and YouTube to make us believe, Okay. Look what they did with the Honeypot collection. Random TikTok user creates a video saying they're not black-owned no more, and that lie travels around the world four times before the truth is even putting on its shoes. I mean, a lie on social media travels faster than a dollar through the black community. And then that lie is believed longer than the time it takes for a dollar to stay in the Asian community. And that's a pretty long time, by the way. Some say a dollar stays in the Asian community for 30 days or more. But all I'm trying to say is niggas be lying on social media, okay? But that lie may or may not have been the reason for Augustine Gladney to get locked up because she was arrested and charged with abuse of a corpse two years after she really threw her ex-boyfriend's mother's ashes into Lake Worth, which is a lake northwest of Fort Worth. Worth. Uh, According to the Fort Worth Police Department, Augustine dumped the ashes uh, of a brother named Ernestine Smith's mother 
into a lake in 2020, but she was charged with the crime on May 4th of this year. Okay, according to records, Smith told police on June 3rd, 2020, that his late mother's urn was missing from the residence he and Gladney shared. He maintains that he overheard a conversation Gladney had with her daughter admitting to the act. And later, Ernest said Augustine texted him, also confessing to what she had done. And police advised Ernest to collect all text interactions with Augustine as evidence. And this viral video that's actually a sketch based on what Augustine did has brought a lot of spotlight, has brought a lot of spotlight to the case. So technically what y'all have done to Augustine is probably caused her to get the maximum sentence. Okay, that's probably what's going to happen. Abuse of a corpse is a class A misdemeanor that carries a $4,000 fine and up to a year in prison. The reason this woman will probably get hit with all of that is because now, thanks to social media, there is a visual. Not an actual visual of what happened, but a reenactment of how disgusting something like this is. Not to mention all the comments saying how effed up this is. I'm sure that those comments will influence a judge. Now, clearly this woman is worthy of a punishment and whatever that law you know, whatever the law has for her is what the law has for her. She earned it. But social media should not influence any of these cases. But sadly, they do. And this is a case where social media is probably going to get that woman some real jail time. At least, you know, it's, 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 it's up to a year. But she, I could see her getting some jail time. Now, according to Augustine's LinkedIn, she is a clinical office specialist at the College of Healthcare Professionals. Sounds like a really decent job to me and you are jeopardizing that livelihood simply because you couldn't control your emotions. Once again, this is why I tell people all the time to invest in their mental wealth. Therapy, therapy, therapy. I will scream it until I'm blue in the face, even though I could never be blue in the face because I'm black in the face. Okay, I don't know if this woman has ever sat with a therapist, but I promise you, a few deep breaths would have kept her from making this poor choice. This was just an emotional reaction. And there is several different anger management breathing exercises you can do to stay calm. Okay, next time someone gets you hot, just do some slow and deep breathing. Okay, breathing slowly into your nose and out your mouth. Breathe deep from your belly, not your chest and keep repeating these breaths as necessary okay those simple breathing exercises will keep you from doing nut ass stuff like augustine did i promise you okay you'll become happy when you stop reacting and start controlling your emotions okay and stop listening to people tell you that things like this are justified just because somebody hurt your feelings okay i don't care if your significant other cheated on you don't want to be with you no more breaks up with you whatever it that doesn't justify you getting back through Violence. This is an act of violence, okay? I don't care how fed up you, 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 you get. Don't get so fed up that you ruin your life. Okay, sure, you threw his mom's ashes in the river. You think you're hurting him, but now you have to live with the energy of that heinous act, okay? That action you did is now your karma. All I'm simply trying to say is no matter the situation, don't let your emotions overpower your intelligence. Before you react, think. All right, and if you need some help with your thoughts, find a mental health care professional to assist you with that. Please give Augustine Gladney the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. I mean, come on, Augustine. All I mean, right. you got you got therapy yes. for black girls. You got Black Women's Mental Health Alliance. You got the Acoma Project. You know, you got the Mental Wealth Alliance. Really no excuse for not getting the help you need in regards to properly deal with your emotions. 
Jesus. Agreed. Call, call Jesus too, by the way. All right. Well, thank thank you for that donkey of the day, Charlemagne. And you now, got coming up next, next we do have, yes, Ask Ye. If you have any questions, if you need some advice about anything, it could be about your love life, about breaking up, about friendships, about family, about work, any of those things, call us up right now, uh, 800-585-1051, and I got you. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Come on, relationship advice need personal advice just need real advice call up now for ask ye keep it real all right it is time for ask ye now we got marilyn on the line what's up marilyn hi Angela. what's going on girl what's the problem girl so listen all right so my my baby father which is my current boyfriend with the other still but they were not relationship he had he for me and he got another girl pregnant so now this girl has this baby, and she is, like, bugging out. Like, this girl recently came to the house and destroyed both of our cars. And Ooh. I know me. I got a kid, so I'm trying to think first. But this is hard because I could get the same energy, but I don't want to. So I just want to know, like, what would you do? Have you gone to the police and press charges? Yeah, I had to because she destroyed my car. Yeah. I mean, look, you need to get a restraining order against her. This needs to be taken seriously because somebody like that, you don't know what she might do or where she might turn up. And she needs to not be allowed to come anywhere near you guys. There needs to be repercussions for that. You know, they have a child together that he has to take care of. And so you don't even want him or her to be vindictive and do anything in court. That's why it's so important for you to have representation, to document these things that this woman is doing. Make sure you're not sending any crazy messages to her or doing anything in retaliation that can be used against you in court. And, you know, anything that she sends to you, save it, keep it. If it's voice messages, if it's text messages, you know, if you have security footage that shows her there, get all of that together so that it'll be handled, that she knows if she acts out of order and keeps on doing these things, that she's going to end up in jail. Yeah, that's why everybody keeps telling me, and that's like, that's the route I'm taking, but it's a little aggravating. Sorry, I don't know about the curriculum right now, but... Thank you. You got to protect yourself and you got to protect your family. I did it and I'm still in the process of doing those things just for the sake that I have a one-year-old son, so I'm not even playing none of them games. But yeah, everybody's telling me the same thing, so I guess that's the right thing to do. And make sure everybody is on high alert, okay? So if you have friends and family members, that you make sure that they're you know, around and that they know what's going on and they know the situation. If you got to have, you know, security, camera footage, whatever it is that you need to have, make sure you have that because you have a one-year-old, like you said, and that is so important that you protect your child. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. I I love y'all. I love y'all every morning. This is actually my first time getting through on the call because I've been calling like all the time and I never get through. So thank you so much. Shout out to you, Uncle Charla and DJ Envy. I do your thing and I love listening to y'all every morning. We love you too, Marilyn. I know that ain't easy. All right. Love well, you for it listening, is Marilyn. Ask Ye. Call us up 1 800 585 1051 and I got you. It's the Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Ye. It's Ask Ye. It's the Breakfast Club. It's Ask Ye. Hey, hello, Tiffany. Hey, Ye. What's up, girl? What's going on, huh? I just came on. I wanted to talk to you a second. Um, so I met this guy April 20th. Um, when I met him, mm-hmm. I found out that he just got released from prison. He did 28 years for murder. Um, wow. And, but, you know, yeah, he went in when he was 17. He's 46 now. 
Um, okay. He, we clicked. We clicked instantly. And we got her to fell in love. I mean, it, it ain't even, what is this, June 8th? So, like, we kind of, like, there at that point. But the problem is, like, it was, we're family, it was fine. And we were just, they thought we were just sleeping around or whatever. And then the energy shifted and it was all these attitudes and I've done nothing to them. So, basically, it came out that they were, like, intimidated, I guess, by our relationship. That's where his sister, his sister, <laughs> she went above and beyond trying to break us up. And it, I guess it's still at that point. Um, where she feels like your family, I guess his family feels like it's too soon. You know, you went to prison when you were 17 years old, and um, he hasn't. They feel like he hasn't experienced life and things, and they feel like he should come out here and experience life, and you know, mess with multiple women, and you know, just kind of live his life first before he goes and settles down into a relationship. You know, and you know when he first came home, that's what he wanted. That's not what I, you know, I didn't ask for anything. I was just enjoying, you know, his right. presence. He went to jail in R and B time, good time, um, where he still has that that mentality from back in the day, where they're like, hey, where are R and B guys? And, you know, it's not that Netflix and feel. It's a date, but you know what I'm saying. And it's amazing, but it's like they don't want it. They, you know, it's like you choose her or us or her sister specifically. It's like her or me. And he's like, I want her. You know, this is what I wanted. I always wanted to be in a relationship. I'm not in the street. He came home. He has a job. He didn't, you know, he's 20 years. He to jail for murder. He can come home and get a job in three weeks. Um, he's working it. He's employed. He stays in the house. He doesn't go out and kick it and do a lot of stuff. So I really like him. He's great with his grandchildren. Trying to build a relationship with his, his children. They have. Um, mm-hmm. And he's great with mine. So it, and it's kind of crazy. But, you know, everyone just keeps trying to tell us, we shouldn't be together um, or, you know, it's too soon, but I don't think it's too soon. I think, you know, it, well, it went organic. I want to say a couple of things. Have you ever watched Love After Lockup? No, I have not. Oh, you should watch that. But I was going to say a few things here. Well, what his family is doing, they're doing what they feel like is out of love for him, right? They're trying to protect him. They're excited, happy that he's home, but he's been gone for 28 years. And so everybody thinks they know what's best for you, right? And they've been there for him the whole time that he's been in jail. And you're somebody new. So I think in this situation, it's very unique and you have to be really patient. What it is, it's going to take time in their eyes for you to prove to them that this is a situation that can work. And what they think they're doing is what's best for him. Right. And so keep that in mind. I don't this is not personal against you. It's the situation that they feel like this is what he needs to be doing. But he knows what he wants to do and nobody's going to stop it if it's meant to be and if it's love. But I would tell you to be cautious and take it slow because, again, like you said, he's been gone for 28 years since he was 17. I know there's a lot of uh, trauma that he has from being in jail. There's a lot of things he's going to be dealing with. A lot of things are new to him he hasn't experienced before. So, truthfully, you don't know how this might end up. If he's treating you right and doing all the right things, you know, go with that. But I wouldn't pressure it right now. And I would also just make sure... You know, you have to be aware of this unique circumstance that you've gotten yourself into. And if it's meant to be, it will work out. But don't compromise yourself and your feelings either. Well, you know what? I'm prepared. Like, um, this mm-hmm. doesn't really buy it, it doesn't it doesn't it scare me at first. Like, hey, you know, I know this, that, that, that. But at the end of the, the end of the day, 
I'm not delusional. You know what I'm saying? I know where this could lead. I just want to see where it goes. Like, I enjoy him. And it's not anything yeah. that I press. This is something that he pushed for. I didn't, you know, I didn't push for this. And, I, you know, I had a conversation with his daughter, with one of his daughters as well. Like, and she, you know, now she kind of understands because she was felt the same kind of way at first. And now she kind of mm-hmm. understands. You know, he had to talk to her and say, hey, this is me, not ours type of thing. And I get it. I know it's going to possibly. Yeah, you just have to be patient. Like I said, it's a unique circumstance. The family thinks they're doing what's best for him. They're also trying to connect with him. And they may be even a little jealous of the attention and, and I, time that he's yeah. giving to you. When, when they feel like 28 years we've been here for him and she just came out of nowhere. And that's how they might be looking at it. And so whether or not they acknowledge that, that might be part of what they're feeling. Right. And it has been said, you know, you know it's like, hey, we, we wanted that bond that you guys have or whatever. But it's just like, hey, he can bond with all of us. It's just like, we don't want you around. But it's to him, I guess, when I came home, I became his comfort zone. You know, like, right. he, like and, he's more comfortable. And I think that's great. And, some, and that could, it sounds like you feel like that could potentially be your soulmate. So, you know, in a relationship, the worst thing to do is have other people in the middle of it and involved in it. So you guys have to focus on what you need to do. But, you know, I would be respectful of the family and how they're feeling. And I think in time they'll come around. It's just they might look at it like you have a lot to prove. Right. Right. And I get it. Cause, I mean, I don't like nobody my daddy date, but they all. <laughs> there you go. And guess what? He he also going to have a lot to prove to you also because, situ- you know, outside of what he may feel like he wants or, it, you know, things could change. So just be prepared. And you said you are prepared for that. But best case scenario, you guys work it through. You know, a few months from now, the family is a lot more accepting as they see the rock that you're being for him. And you guys can continue. All right. That sounds good. All right. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's about where we're at anyway. So, thank you, y'all. Just in the meantime, in the meantime, enjoy your, enjoy yourself and enjoy your relationship. You know, have a good time. Well, thank you, and you have a blessed life. Oh damn! Oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> Why she say have a blessed life like that, man? Jesus Christ. Uh, my whole life, she wants to be blessed, and I received that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you received it. It just All sounded right. harsh. <laughs> like you did something to her. Have a blessed life. Uh, like she's never. Life. Like she's. Never going to talk to me again. <laughs> that was Ask Ye. And um, again, you, we do that every Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and coming up yeah, next, we got Rumor Report. We're gonna, yes, Little Nas X. And he has a diss song about BET. <laughs> no, he don't, man. What? <laughs> All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Sit by myself. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so yesterday Rolling Stone released their list of the best hip-hop albums ever. And, you know, things like this always cause a lot of arguments, right? Um, I'll tell you what arguments had the most... What what are some of the most uh, popular arguments? All right, let's see. Uh, Chance the Rapper, Acid Rap, his album was number 36. It was ranked above Dr. Dre's Chronic. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. all, like of all, you mean when you say all time, you mean is I was born in 1978, yeah. so that whole time, all time, yes. So Acid okay. Rap was ranked above Dr. Dre's The Chronic, also Kendrick Lamar's Damn album, which was number 60. Um, Good Kid, Mad City was number 38. Kanye's College Dropout was number 52 on the list, and the Slim Shady LP was number 85 on the list. 
Okay, Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy is number 16 on the list ahead of Nas's Illmatic, which was number 24. Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt was number 26. And Tupac's All Eyes on Me was number 29. And Doggy Style from Snoop Dogg was number 35. I, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, acid rap is not better than the chronic. And that's not an age thing. That's just a, a sonic music thing. And I, Invasion of Privacy is a great album, but come on, ye. You just, you literally just, did you say Illmatic, Reasonable Doubt? Who else you said? Tupac, All Eyes on Me? They, they did that. <laughs> I mean, so, wh- whoever did that I, list is just trying to get But engagement. I will say, all right, so do you want to hear the top 10 on the list? Yes. Number 10, and this was definitely a classic album. Uh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. At what number? Number nine. Number 10. Number nine, The Low End Theory, A Tribe Called Quest. I do love that album. Uh, number eight, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. Number seven, Missy, So Addictive, Missy Elliott. Number six, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye. Number five, To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Number four, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, Public Enemy. Number three, The Blueprint, Jay-Z. Number two, Stankonia by Outkast. And number one on the list, Brooklyn's own Notorious B.I.G. with Ready to Die. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at that top 10 at all. I mean, you know, whatever order you want to put any of those albums in, I'm with it. The only thing I would say is that I feel like it's a lot of sovereign bias because, you know, I love Outkast. Outkast should definitely be in the top 10. But what about, you know, an album like Goody Mob Soul Food? Like, what about, you know, Scarface, The Diary? You know, like what about uh, Ghetto Boys Can't Be Stopped? Like it's a lot of, I don't know, let's feel like it's some down south bias. All right, now let's talk about... Uh Joker, the sequel has been confirmed, and Joaquin Phoenix is back. So you'll be excited for that. You like the Joker, right? Oh, I did. I love the first Joker movie. And that, I like the DC uh, m- movies about the villains way better than the heroes. But the first Joker was awesome because it, it, it was a movie that really talked about, you know, mental health, mental health issues and bullying and how people lead to right, being, Cardi- how people end up being the Joker. And Cardi B has revealed the release date for her first Reebok collection of 2022, and that's going to be coming out on June 17th. So get ready for that. You can see the video of her wearing all her Reeboks uh, that she has. And Little Nas X, he has teased a track where he is dissing BET. And remember we told you he was upset that he was not nominated at the BET Awards. And so he posted Late to the Party featuring Young Boy coming soon. And then he posted F-B-E-T, F-B-E-T, and here's that snippet. F-B-E-T. I have no idea what Little Nas X is saying or talking about, but I do respect the fact that Little Nas X cares about BET and the BET Awards because BET is, you know, black entertainment television. That's something that, you know, those of us born in the 1900s, we grew up on. So it shows how relevant that brand still is and what it it means to black people because I would think somebody like Lil Nas X wouldn't care, honestly. Well, BET issued a response. What did they say? They said, we love Little Nas X. He was nominated for a Best New Artist BET Award in 2020, and we proudly showcased his extraordinary talent and creativity on the show twice. Unfortunately, this year he was not nominated by BET's Voting Academy, which is comprised of an esteemed group of nearly 500 entertainment professionals in the fields of music, television, film, digital marketing, sports journalism, public relations, influencers, and creative arts. Hey, it happens, man. Back to the studio. That's all. 
And last but not least, Migos, they're no longer performing at the Governor's Ball due to circumstances out of the festival's control. This is all just feeding fuel to the rumor that the Migos have broken up. So uh, they did not give an exact reason, but Lil Wayne will, will be added as a replacement. All right? Yo, was, was any of Lil Wayne's albums on that Rolling Stone list? Like, I need to go look at that Rolling Stone list because, I, you know, I'm like... Yeah, it's 200 th- albums, so you got to go look at the whole list. Yeah, Thug Motivation 101 by Jeezy should be on there. T.I. Paper Trail... Uh, one of the Carters by Wayne. I would say the Carter two, maybe. The Carter one. Carter one was mm-hmm. fantastic as well. Well, Hot I knew that albums. would make you want to go look at the list. <laughs> so yes, make sure you go and look at the whole entire. I couldn't go through all two hundred albums for you, but I see you're still thinking about it. <laughs> I am. Actually, but Travis Scott's Astroworld was number two hundred on the list. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how they got to the, all of these conclusions. Like how is? And I love. Like I said, I'm not singling out Cardi because I love Cardi. But how is? Invasion of Privacy better than Illmatic, Reasonable Doubt. How is Chance to Rap or Acid Rap better than The Chronic? Like, I just want to know what, wh- how did they get to these conclusions? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this spans, like I said, ever. So it's a lot of albums that you have to take into consideration. That, look, Camp Low made the list, you know, at number that album was, 83. That album was phenomenal. Camp Low album? But Uptown Saturday Night? Yep. Oh, that album was great. So, yeah, I mean... It might be things you never even thought about, though. Like in your head, you might not have even been like, "Oh yeah, I would put this on my list." Grave Diggers made the list, six feet deep. I, you I, know I did I that love album too. I love the Grave Diggers album. What are you talking about? Six feet deep is phenomenal. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, constant elevation. So what I'm saying is, one of my is, favorite records. It's so many different time periods. I mean, Flo Millie's on there. Her album came out in 2020. Her debut mixtape, "Ho, Why Is You Here," is on the list. You know, you got to go look at the whole list. So I think it they put, always sparks conversation. Flo Millie is one of it just came out last year and they're saying it's one of the two hundred greatest hip hop albums of all time. No, that's that's no, come on now. We gotta stop. But Goody Mob Soul Food is on the list at one sixty nine. One sixty nine? Yeah. <laughs> that's too low. It's too low. Yeah, that is this feel low for that album. UGK, yeah. I mean, they're on the list too for super tight. But you know, just go like I said, Rolling Stone, top two hundred hip hop albums. All right, I'm Ali Yee and that is your report. All right, and I guess uh, the People's Choice Mix is up next, even though Envy hasn't been here all week long. But somehow he still gets a mix in, you know. It's a he shame. won't let you know, me back, do it. Yeah, back in the day, uh, you know, Ye used to do a thing called a Yee Mix. I'm talking about back, back the in the mix. day. This, this might have been like a decade ago, you know, and it's a shame. And he got intimidated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it feels that way. It feels that way. <laughs> But uh, Envy People's Choice Mix is up next. You know what I see doing right now on his page, by the way? What? He's posting stuff like it's from yesterday, but it's from like last week. You know how people do that? Because I see he's got the same <laughs> outfit. Oh, man. Oh, it's the Breakfast from, like, Club. like five days ago. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. Have you taken a closer look at the General Insurance yet? Switch to the General and you could save over $500. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Yep, it's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off. We have no idea where Envy has been all week. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's on vacation. I don't know if he's doing some other things. But Last he'll I be saw, back he tomorrow. was dancing in a field. Oh, he'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, he'll be back now, tomorrow. He, and you know, he's, I don't even think he's back tomorrow. I think he's not back till he Friday. Tell me Thursday and Friday. Yeah, he's he's back Friday. I, listen, last we saw it, uh, DJ Envy was dancing in a field full of marijuana, and he hasn't and been he's here all week. Still posting cars. 
But, you know, I do want to say. Posting cards. He's definitely still posting cards. <laughs> I do want to say ahead of the positive note that I was at the Celebration of Service to America Awards last night here in D.C. that the National Association of Broadcasters uh, puts on every year. It's hosted by Mario Lopez. And it's very inspirational just to see the great things that these uh, networks are doing to help out the community. And so it definitely inspired me. I got like a little teary eyed at some points where you see uh, certain initiatives and fundraising things that these different stations and networks are doing to help people out uh, just to see the children who are being, you know, helped and adoption services that they've helped to push and make available you know, just even having this platform that we have and being able to talk about certain things in a positive way and push people to be, and I know a lot of us have it in our hearts to be service, to be of service to others. So it definitely was an inspirational thing. So I want to shout out to everybody who was nominated and all the winners from last night as well. Who did you present an award to? Are you allowed to say? Yes. And the award that I did was for the large major market television station, uh, and that award went to WFAA-TV in Dallas, Texas, uh, Tegna WFAA, and that was for adoption awareness. And oh, so wow. they've actually been doing this weekly segment called Wednesday's Child, where they spotlight child or sibling group that lives in foster care in hopes of finding a forever home. And so they did this also with the Celebrate the Love broadcast that was held on National Adoption Day. So they've helped thousands of kids get connected with people who are looking to adopt and it was amazing. And actually, a lot of people that they had on stage with them uh, have children that they've adopted or they come from an adoptive home as well. So just to see that being promoted and the help that they've actually given to the community and to the kids and for families, that was really touching. Okay. Okay. Well, congratulations to all of them. And when we come back, we got the positive note. It's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off. It's time for us to get up out of here. Do you have anything else before I do the positive note, Yee? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm in D.C. I'm headed to Atlanta today and then Orlando after that. So we on the road. Okay, Angela Yee is on the move. Um, the positive note is simply this. Growth requires us to leave something behind. It can be habits, careers, beliefs, even people. Make space for grief in the process of growth. You have to mourn your former life to make room for a newer you. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.